I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Good morning. Hi, it's Monica Strange. I'm in for your hostess, Miss Donica Strange Riscano. She wasn't feeling well today, and so I'm calling in from my home, uh, just being real safe here due to uh, COVID-19. We are calling from our home, and I'll be your hostess today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be with you. And so just wanted to let you know that we are moving forward this week uh, for quite a few things. But before I get into all that, let me give you our recap on recapture from last week's program. Last week's program, we were talking about a few things. And one thing that was so important to us uh, about the story of your life is uh, believing in your story. And I'll talk about that a few bullets forward, but uh, if you don't know this or we got to remind you of it, our favorite movie is Rocky and the whole Rocky suite. <laughs> Rocky, one, two, three, four, all of them, even a couple of them that were just like, oh my God, uh, we love Rocky. We love the story of how that movie was created and predicted. And that's just a part of uh, our recap for this. We believe in your story. When Sylvester Stallone was a fledgling writer and actor, he came up with that storyline and submitted it. And they said yes to the storyline, but no to him. No, you can't be the main actor. But after moving forward and believing in his own story, believing in his own script, Rocky uh, was made in 1976 and won Best Picture in 1977. What if Mr. Stallone did not believe in his own story enough to fight for his script and to fight for himself? Sylvester Stallone and the Rocky franchise has made over a billion dollars in its lifetime, and in 1977, it produced $250 million dollars at the box office. That's a lot of money. That's what happens when you believe in yourself. Another thing from our recapture, from recapping last week was what? God has a plan for your life. The scriptures say, I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord. God has a plan for your life. You know what? God also has a calling on your life. God has a calling on your life. Be very, very sure of that. 
no matter what you're seeing in your circumstance, no matter what the media is saying, no matter what you're seeing in your social media, God has a plan for your life. You know what else we talked about last week? Be an Aaron. Be an Aaron. Hold up somebody's arms. Hold up somebody's arms. And God will have an Aaron for you. Who are you supporting? Who are you lifting up their arms so that the battle can be won, so that the battle can be overcome? If you hold up somebody's arms, if you be an Aaron in somebody's life, God will have an errand for you. Aren't you excited about that? Aren't you excited about that? And finally, my recap from last week is you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You're an overcomer in the things of this life. You're an overcomer of your challenges. You're an overcomer of the things that is happening uh, in the economy, on your job, even, even in your physical body. You are an overcomer. You can't overcome that illness. You can overcome that thing that's causing pain. You're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. I am so excited about our last week's program. But you know what? Let's go ahead and move real quickly and get into what's going on now. I have a couple of updates from today. And guess what? We're so excited about the Super Bowl. What? Whether you want that guy to win or not, who's been winning all the time, uh, we'll give plugs for who should win or should win. But uh, I would tell you something. That guy came back and is at the Super Bowl again. That's all I'm saying. If you're for him or not, wow, that is a story. That is a story of epic proportions right there. But I'm not saying who I'm rooting for. So I want to tell you about our program with recovery, and it's Celebrate Your Super Bowl Sober. Yes, yes, Celebrate Your Super Bowl Sober. We're out in the community this week with our Sober Super Bowl packs, and what we need you to do is share it in your social media, in your Twitter, on your Facebook. For those of you who might be in Instagram, just put a really big status out there and say, celebrate your Super Bowl sober. That's right. It's not just a message to us. It's a movement. And we will actually be out in the community sharing our Super Bowl packs. Um, and so we want you to get that message out. Uh, celebrate your Super Bowl sober. And so we're going to be having those fellowships. Uh, do us a favor. Go to our website. Go to our website to learn more and join our Facebook group uh, to share with your family, your friends, our message and movement of celebrating your Super Bowl sober. Uh, the two teams who made it to the Super Bowl this week are Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. And so uh, when I was in my corporate job on yesterday, we ended uh, the meeting by going roundtable. Who do you want to win? And some people didn't want to get political on that. Who's winning, not winning? And then someone said, well, what are you going to eat? <laughs> Tell us what your meal is. What's your meal program? What are you going to have on the menu? 
And so with that, the Super Bowl is going to be different for us this year. You're not maybe not going to be at this gigantic party with 20 people there. And it's going to be different. But guess what? For those of you who are sports fans, it's still a celebration. It's still a celebration. So celebrate. Celebrate. Listen, when we went into the pandemic and I attend a church and we were going to move from being physically in person to at home, I went and bought a big TV. Now, don't go buy a big TV for the Super Bowl. But I bought a bigger TV. My church is a big church with big lighting and big music. And I thought, I can't enjoy this experience on this little TV. And so I gave myself an experience of worship in my home that was commensurate on what we get in the sanctuary. And so think about your at-home celebration. Think about that. What are you going to do since you're going to be in a smaller space? What are you going to do since you're going to be with a smaller group? How can you make that experience big for you? So do that. Celebrate the Super Bowl sober. And so you know what now? Let's just get into our conversation. What are we talking about today? We are talking about change. What? Change now. Change now. If I had a billboard in front of you, it would not only say change now, it would say change now with exclamation points. Change now. We're in February, you guys, and some of you, us, okay, us, I'll tell the truth. Some of us have already fell off the bandwagon or off the resolution. You were going to walk every day. You were going to read your scriptures daily. You had that guide prepared to read the Bible in a week. You had that guide prepared to read the Bible in 90 days. You said you were going to drink more water. It's February, and you fell off the wagon. But that's okay. Um, that's because we want to we want to talk about changing. Changing. Changing is a little bit different um, when you put in the work to put in the work to change your behavior. And so with that said, we're going to start off with the biblical story of David. Uh, And let's go to the scriptures in 2 Samuel 12. And we're going to talk a little bit about David. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And he came unto him and said unto him, there were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. And the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up and grew up together with him and with his children. And did eat of his own meat and drink his own cup and lay in his bosom and was like unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was coming to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that had done this thing shall surely die. And he said, Restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. 
Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom, and I gave thee the house of the Lord and of Judah. And if thou had too little, I would have moreover given you much more things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah to be thy wife. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thy own house, and I will take thy wife before thine eyes, and give unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wife in the sight of the Lord. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also has put away thy sin, and thou shall not die. I want to talk a little bit about change now from the story of uh, Nathan and David. Where did we see? What did we see from that story of David? What happened? David repented. I have sinned. Now, when we talk about resolutions and changing at the beginning of the year, um, are we necessarily coming to a place of repentance about the things? Sometimes there are goals. There are business goals. There are family goals. And we might not necessarily think about coming before God in a place of repentance. This is a pretty heavy thing that David had done. But it still doesn't mean that we don't have to come to a place of repentance. Lord, I want to see growth and change in my business, but there were some business strategies that God had for you as a Christian person, even if your business is accounting. And there's uh, things that you needed to do and strategy you needed to do, and you didn't do it. You should come to a place of repentance. And say, Lord, I have sinned against the thing you told me to do in my business. And what happened when David repented? Nathan said to him, you will not die. So we're going to talk about change now. Um, Getting in the place of change, I really wanted to get back to our roots, which was uh, recovery. And one of my favorite steps um, in recovery is... uh, it was step number three. And in step number three, it says, I made a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God as I understood him. Wow. I made a decision. I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. If I can't make a decision towards God, I'm not going to change. So that's the number one thing that I would say in terms of changing. Wow. You got to seek after God. You got to give God your whole life. A place of change begins with God. Just like in that story of David and Nathan, David had to repent. He had to say, God, I sinned against the Lord. Not only did he sin against Uriah the Hittite, and against his wife, 
I sinned against the Lord. Lord, I repented. Are you seeking after God as you're making decisions to change in your life? So what is a change? So in order to know exactly what a change is, let's go on to good old Miriam Webster. Yes, I looked it up. I looked it up. So by definition, change is to alter, is to transform, or to switch. You're going to alter what you're doing. And altering is to make different in some type of way. You're going to be transformed. I want to be transformed. I want to be transformed. Here's the definition of transform. To make radically different. I want to be transformed. To be radically different. Another definition for change is to switch. That's, that's what's happening in, in the world of at the beginning of the year, I'm going to start drinking water. I'm going to switch out my water for my Coca-Cola soda. I'm going to switch out my water for my, my sugary drink. I'm going to switch out in activity and replace that with activity. That's what the things that we're doing at the beginning of the year. I'm going to switch out this current behavior for a better behavior. And um, so changing is to alter, to transform, or to switch. And so number one, we said that we're going to start with uh, repentance. We're a faith-based family. We know all things come in our life through the will of God, through the word of God. And so we're going to start with repentance. I'm going to talk about a couple of things in terms of change, uh, which is called the change model, um, the stages of change model. And so uh, this is um, the characteristics in strategies of change. Number one is pre-contemplation. Now, for most of us, uh, if you didn't make a change at the beginning of the year, that planning, that strategizing, that happened at the end of the year. But even though we're in February right now, you can start now. Your pre-contemplation of going back to the thing you wanted to do. And let's go ahead and get started. Uh, pre-contemplation, um, the person um, may or may not be Considering any change, uh, oh, were you in this place? Maybe you were in a little denial about the things that you needed to do. Um, you're just kind of before you're thinking about it. Uh, you might be in a, a place of denial, but that's what my voice is for, to kind of perk up that thing. You said, I didn't think about that, that I could be walking. I started a walking program where? In my house, out on the TV. On a YouTube video, they have these walking programs, and you could walk in different places. And the other day, I walked in New York. Ha! I'm right here in Houston, but my walking program uh, was uh, was New York. It's just a camera walking through the city, but I could see it nonetheless. So that's pre-contemplation. Um, you're eating a hamburger right now, uh, listening to the program, even though it's early in the morning. You're eating a hamburger, and you haven't thought one bit about um I probably don't need to be eating this hamburger. That's pre-contemplation. You hadn't even thought about it yet. And then there's contemplation. Uh, the person is thinking about changing. Uh, during that contemplation staying, the person is weighing the benefits uh, and versus the cost or risk of changing. What's the benefits of changing uh, versus uh, the risk of staying the same? You know, they have this um, saying that says that you won't change unless you realize uh, the benefits of changing 
outweighs the risk of staying the same. You got to realize, hey, that hamburger, even though it tastes delicious, even though Whataburger is winning that uh, in and out fight here in Houston, um, you're not going to be any better eating a burger if you want to get in better shape, if your benefit is to get better shape, if your benefit is to feel better about your body. So you're going to outweigh the risk of that juicy burger with the benefit of a better health. And then the next step is preparation. That's kind of what I lead it off with, uh, preparing, uh, getting the tools together that you need. Before the beginning of the year in my own life, I saw working on my New Year's uh, changes by working on vision boarding, by studying scriptures, by writing out a plan, by having a calendar book. Now, I'm going to tell you something about that as we get to the next step, but that's preparation. And for some people, that might be the cause of you're falling off the wagon in month two of your change. Did you adequately prepare? Did you adequately prepare? Did you uh, get your gym shoes? Uh, Did you get your workout apparel? Did you find a a workout place that's going to work for you? In the current pandemic environment, did you say, hey, I don't want to be in, in the gym with all those people, uh, but maybe I'll do some online programs. Maybe I'll do some virtual programs. Maybe I'll just buy a bike and ride a bike in my neighborhood. How, what was your level of preparation for your change? What was your level of preparation for your change? Um, so that's that stage, preparation. And then the next stage is action. The person takes definitive action towards a changed behavior. Mm. So let me talk about myself for a little bit. I did do my um, my vision casting, my boarding, whatever. And then some of the things, uh-oh, I really like studying about them. But when it came time to do it, I didn't do it. I was like, I don't really want to walk outside. It's kind of, you know, it's what I call Texas cold. So I worked for a national company and we've always worked from home. Some of you have just come home due to the pandemic, but I've always worked from home for the last decade. So I have colleagues all over the nation. And so it's what I call Texas cold because I talked to a colleague uh, the other day, just yesterday, and uh, she says that they're in the middle of a winter vortex. And uh, what? What's that? It's going to be negative 30 degrees in her town. And so I just refer to it as what I call Texas cold. It, uh, 40 degrees in Houston, that's cold to us. I might even be a little chilly at 50. I've known to put fire in the fireplace it was 50 degrees. It's cold to me. So it was Texas cold to me. And even though it was only 41 degrees, I was like, oh, it's, it's cold outside. I don't think I'm going to go out there. So what I did was to find a remedy for it. I found a remedy for that, which was to find a virtual walking program. And so that works for me. This is the person takes a definitive action towards change behavior. And so taking action, and in my case, sometimes this is a big word in business right now, your action has to be a pivot. Even in your change place, you have to pivot. I had to pivot because I was like, I'm not walking out there as cold. So I had to do a virtual walking program. The final step in the change model was maintenance and relapse prevention. 
uh-oh, for me, that was that pivot. The person strives to maintain the new behavior over the long term. How do you do that? How do you do that? You do that by continually seeking God. Continually seeking God. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? As we close out the program today and you listen to these steps and behaviors of change, I want to remind you of something. The Bible said for our scripture for today, and Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, David, in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. I want to remind you today, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. The spirit of the Lord has anointed you. The spirit of the Lord is with you greatly to see you through your change. I'm Monica Strange, in for your host, Monica Strange Toscano, and this is Recapture. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.